0: And welcome to another episode of the Billy Wonka Experience. We're going to call this the post-game unpacking show. Circa, I don't know. It's, uh, I look at this, I look at the the amount of people that want to talk about the Oilers game last night and I was listening to so many podcasts and I couldn't wait to get on here because I had a few things of my own that I wanted to talk about. But I'm going to say, if you're in for it, Bryce, we're going to do a post-Oilers game podcast every game this playoff, as many as we can get into. uh, And we'll break it all down as long as you're on board. If not,
1: I brought my suitcase, so let's start on. All right.
0: All right. As as I said before, guys, Billy Wonka Experience, the unpacking edition post-game of playoff number one uh Bryce Tarzel you're with me again buddy how did you uh how are you doing tonight anyway you didn't have a crater last night so that's good
1: yeah uh, no I'm doing okay <laughs> you know I woke up this morning I licked my wounds my ego's better yeah but uh no I'm doing all right tonight I'm doing yeah, excellent. okay excellent. 24 hours I'm decompressed
0: yeah I had a bit of a what the fuck moment last night in that game with five minutes to go I couldn't believe what I was seeing And then, of course, all I could think about was the upset that was with Chicago two years ago and Winnipeg last year. And it was a little bit reminiscent. And for me, I just think, you know, you look at Twitter, you look at social media, the fan base, the fragility of the fan base is unbelievable. Like it is so frail right now. Um, It's it's not hard to blame people for being so upset and having such a quick knee-jerk reaction, but it's Oilers hockey,
1: isn't it? That's what this is all about. Oh, it's absolutely, man. Like, it's, it is funny what watching an Otter's Day game does to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not expect a game. You know, even when I play hockey, I'm not that invested in it. But last night, holy shit, man. I was just, that first goal went in. And seriously, man, I, you know, you hear that? Oh, my heart dropped. Yeah. Jesus Christ, my freaking heart hit me. And I thought, oh, and that's exactly, it was like, oh, fuck, here we go again yeah yeah first goal unbelievable
0: first goal second goal and i was like oh no and it made it even worse because i like pulled my kids to the living room I'm like you guys gotta watch what happens with fans in the stands at an oilers game when the announcer or the anthem singer holds up the microphone to the crowd and it is electric you can feel i got goosebumps right now you can feel the energy it is amazing and then what is it? Fifteen minutes in, two nothing.
1: <laughs> I know, right? no, and I, I, it's exactly the same way, man. Like I just, oh, i so excited. I thought, you know what? In that first 10, I gave, I gave it to nerves, right? To nerves. Okay. Yeah. You know what? We're in the first game here. Kings are the underdog, so they're going to come up. Whatever happens, they, they, you know, they'll never lose them. If they get beat, well, that was expected. But if they do the upset, holy shit, right? So Oilers had the nerves out of the gate, but. I was the same way. I was like, that first going out, oh fuck, there we go. And mm-hmm. then Jonathan Quick decided to show up last night. Mm-hmm. Holy Christ. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, you know, I, I was watching the, like, the first period highlights. And I was like, oh, they played like shit. But then they started showing, like, they had a lot of really good scoring chances. And, yeah, man, it was just, and then from there, and then they tied it. And I thought, oh, and I said to my wife, Holy shit, if they can just weather the one-minute storm after. Because true Oilers, right, they score a goal, and then I don't know what mind frame they get in. Mm-hmm. They just kind of get all lackadaisical. That's true shit. All well, these fours, and the chase is on again.
0: Let's, so let's unpack this game here, man. I, and I don't want to say – I mean, yes, it's game one of the playoffs. I thought that there was a lot of uh, rust that they needed to shake off. You could clearly see that they, you know, there was a playoff jitterbug in the room – I think Duncan Keith said it best at the second intermission when he said, "You know, like we all just got to settle down a little bit." I know everyone's really excited. We all just got to settle down. So not everything was bad. I mean, they had a great second period. You can't play two out of three or one out of three and expect to win a game, though. I get that. But let's go through this. What? Give me one good thing that you saw last night that uh, that that hit you.
1: They were physical last night. I like that. Like Kane, seven hits. Even Dryson, but David was in there. Mm -hmm. I liked their physicality last night and I think with LA, there's two things they're going to have to do. Get physical with them Mm -hmm. and skate them into the ice. Because LA's, you know, they got some older players on their team and they just got to wear them out. So, um, I really like that and they did get a lot of freaking scoring chances, man. Like, they played well. Like, in that second period, they shot them 16-4. to Mm -hmm. You know, with, you know, a couple goals. But, you know, it's just like, Holy shit. But uh, no, they played, they played well. There was one, <laughs> fuck's sake, one brain fart. That was our demise.
0: Yeah. You know, like I, I, I think the physicality was good and I agree with you. I don't think the Kings can play a seven game series with the Whalers with that much physicality and that much speed. I just don't think they have it in them. Um, yeah. They looked like they, they could keep up. They really led the charge for the first 12, 15 minutes of the game. I just don't think that they're going to be able to keep up with the Oilers. Now, having said that, they only finished five points back in the, in the Pacific from the Oilers. So it's not like them winning last night was a complete anomaly. Like, they're a good hockey team.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's a great matchup, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. It really was. And, I, I, you know, and there, even the, uh, the third line, like, frickin' Fogle last night was like a man possessed out there. Mm-hmm. If you were moving, he was hitting and thank God he, you know, most of the owners weren't in the, the train tracks either. He took them out too, but yeah, you know, it, it, that's exactly what they have to do. Just keep hitting, keep skating mm-hmm. and just wear them out. I mean, they got the speed to do that. They got McLeod, they got Fogel. Holy shit, he's fast. You know, McDavid, yeah. of course, but uh, yeah, he's going to wear them out.
0: Yeah. And I think Cassian uh, showed up too. That was the first time I've seen Cassian play playoff hockey since
1: 2017. Yeah, he did okay. I thought he did really well. He was throwing his weight around. So, yeah, he did what he had to
0: do. They needed it for sure. Like, I, you know, the one thing that really stuck out for me in a good way uh, was the fans. I thought the fans delivered a ton of energy that, you know, maybe might have been a little bit too much for the team. They, You know, like you could see them feeding off of it. But uh, I just thought it was awesome to see the the crowd back in the stands and to actually see fans back in the arena for a hockey game, a playoff hockey game. Um, That was one – Big takeaway for me. The second one was uh, I've got them down, so it's like two A, two B, two C. All of the goals for the Oilers—they were fucking amazing. Like Connor's coast to coast, the slap pass from Duncan Keith to Yamamoto, right place, right time, beautiful goal. It was almost reminiscent of DeHarnay against the Sharks. Yeah, and yeah. then you had, uh, and then you had Leon's shot, which I thought Leon—you know—you talk about the one screw up in the game from Mike Smith. I thought that overall the Oilers played okay. I didn't see a great game out of them. I thought a lot of players struggled yesterday. Evander Kane, RNH, even saddle I didn't see him playing a great game. But he got a you know he got a goal when it counted. Um, and that's what you pay him $8.5
1: million to do. No, you're exactly right. I think uh, you hit the nail right on the head there. And I think – I don't know what it was. It's Bernis Sadler or something because he just looked – Ah, he's always got that resting bitch face. At the best of times, after a goal or whatever, right? He never yeah. smiles, but he just really seemed to have a burn of saddle last night. Yeah, and uh, you know that one penalty he drew. I don't know. Uh, that kind of looks pretty good. weak. It's cheesy to me. A big guy like that, right? And you know, I just uh, I, I agree with you there. And that's you. You hit the nail on the head. Man. They played okay. And that's the same as you know, I was talking to my wife today, and you hear on the news and all this. And oh, we gotta cut Mike Smith some slack, and he made some great saves. And he Mike Smith made NHL saves. He's an NHL goaltender. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have to cut this guy slack. It's a 0.88 goals or a save percentage last night. Don't win your games. Yeah, you know, he made the saves he was supposed to make. Yeah. And then he unfortunately. Yeah, you know, he went for the home run and it backfired. But I'm sorry, that one's on him. Like,
0: what do you think when people like I've heard this so many times today? You know, Mike Smith is a goalie that likes to play the puck, and because of that, you've got to take the good with the bad. What do you think when you hear that from people? Like, I, I have my own opinion. I'll share it in a minute. But what, what what what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear that? You got to take the good with to the to bad.
1: Take, he's, he has to take the good with the bad. Yeah. Yeah, well, we praise him when he, you know, sends one up to the ice and sends Connor McDavid in on a breakaway, you know, and, and you know, it's, it is a good, but, and we, and we praise him and, and you know, he, he loves that, right? And then when he does fuck up, he's got to own it. Mm-hmm. You can't say the energy from the fans was almost getting it too, you know, too much out there for everybody to handle and this. You're an NHL. I mean, this is the elite league in the world, man. Like, that's beer league, if you ask me. That's a, you know, if I put it to my wife tonight, you know, I said, if I was playing goal for the Oilers last night and I made those saves, yeah, that's a good fucking game. Tarasov, fuck, because he's shitty, right? <laughs> I'm not an NHL goalie. This guy is in the best fucking league in the world. Yeah. you got to make those saves. Totally. And you've got to be smarter than that, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, game eighty-one or game seventy-nine. Yeah, we'll go for the home run. We're just fighting for home ice advantage. But yeah, game one of the playoffs, different beast, man.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Like the one thing that kind of strikes me as odd when they go, you got to take the good with the bad. You know, you talk about the the breakout pass to Connor McDavid. That's three on three overtime. Great Mm -hmm. pass. Great goal at the end. Perfect. But when I think about the bad, I'm thinking about you know trying to play the puck around the boards. You rim it off. It hits the Hits something and then bounces back in front of the net or you go to play it you miss it. Maybe you have trip and fall, but the bad, like it's stupid. Like it's really stupid. You pass the puck to the, to the wrong team. That's not the bad. That's just stupid.
1: I know that's exactly right. And then what, you know, and this is the thing, right. And then everybody's looking and now the confusion on the team, because everybody's getting ready. They're spinning around for a breakout. Defensemen are cutting, turn and twist him. Now it's on their stick and everybody's a little out of sorts now. Like now I got to pick somebody up. Where do I go? Like I've got to transition in our like eight feet from the net. Mm-hmm. I got to transition into the defense again when I was getting ready for offense here and I just threw him into a loop.
0: Oh, it was it. Hey? And they, there was no recovering on that. It wasn't, it wasn't the pass that caught that cost them the game. It was the stupidity of the pass, the scramble Nobody picked up a man. Everybody was like, it was kind of like the second goal, right? Like Chris Russell can't clear the puck out of the zone. Him and Tyson Berry somehow find themselves standing in front of Mike Smith, looking into the net and the puck, they, they don't take the guy behind the net. They don't take the guy coming down the, the side and all of a sudden bang to nothing. And you're like, what the hell's going on here? Like it wasn't just Mike Smith. There was a lot of bad plays last night.
1: There wasn't even on that one too. I, I noticed I was watching the replay and they slowed it down and you, you, I think it was Barry's man, but in Barry's mind, like he was pointing at Chris Russell because Chris Russell was where I think he wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And then Barry kind of came in behind him and he actually looked at Russell and was like, you know, shaking his hand, Do you go that way? And then Russell's like, oh, fuck, I got to go that way then, I guess, because you're not. And it's like he said, bing, bang, boom, it's two nothing like that, right? Yeah. And I, did, I think they got into a lot of those, those little ugh, mental... I don't even know what they are, mental blips last night. It's almost like for a split second, they just kind of forgot what to do, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I get the the two-minute jitters or the five-minute jitters or, you know, just trying to get yourself back in the game, get your head on straight and stuff like that. But, I, I mean, like, that was almost two, two full periods where they just, like, they weren't making proper plays. That third period is different. They didn't, nobody scored on them until Mike Smith coughed it up, so they played okay. But in that minute, when you got five, five to go, you don't make that play. Like you can't, you can't make that pass in the middle of nowhere. Duncan Keith's to his left with a bit of coverage on him. Bouchard's behind him to his right, wide open. And he's trying to thread the needle. Like it's a, a long bomb pass in the NBA. Like it, I don't know. It's just a really bad play. You get your team to overtime and you've got a fight chance. If there was yeah, maybe I- 10, 15 minutes left in the game and that happened. I have enough confidence. I think the Oilers probably could have come back and scored a fourth. Yeah, for sure. And I
1: also think, too, if they were down by two. yeah, If they're down, sure, make that goal for the home run then, right? Yeah. I think the worst thing that happened to Smith in the last, well, freaking his last nine games there in April, because he's nine and all, but he got the breakaway beautiful pass up to Connor McDavid. So now his ego is like, fuck, I could make that pass. Yeah, And there was the one game against, was at Vancouver, where he's, firing it down the ice, missing open nets for gold for like, so I think he was just almost, I think he was his own worst enemy on that one. He thought he was just so good. Like, look what I've been doing the last month. I watch this and then, Oh shit. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. eh? He was a bit, he's a bit humbled there in that moment.
0: Just his ego might've got to him a little bit, but that, I don't know. That just seems like such a selfish thing to do when you're, you know, like, yeah, you win as a team, you lose as a team, but there's a couple bonehead moves that you make along the way that, and he owned it after the game, which is good on him, Mike. Like he, yeah. you know, he has to, he's got to own that. But so that leads me to my next question then. So you look, you look at the roster last night, that stupid play from Mike Smith. Do they go back to him in game two?
1: They will. <clears throat> they absolutely will. I mean, there again, right. Like, and again, that's yeah. Costco's not playing too bad, but we know how that one's going to play out too like mm-hmm. from behind I mean it's just I mean and I'm not I'm not trying to sound like an asshole or a prick right but history dictates that he'll let the first goal in and he'll let the and this is what I'd love about Koskinen and right a freaking knuckler from not even a knuckler just a shot from the point slide under the arm easy goal then he'll make 34 unbelievable saves like out of yeah. this world and we'll talk, and then it's it's those little ones that I don't I don't know what it is about Mika Koskinen. and I think if he has my honest opinion with him is if he has too much time yeah he will he overthinks what he has to do with, if he can just react to stuff way better goalie that I think yeah what's that? I
0: was just I, was, I think you're 100% right with that
1: yeah because he's such a head case right now and he I don't mean, think he realizes that like us fans we've let him know what we think of him and you know, it's just the way it is. Yeah. But I think smiths he hasn't lost back-to-back in a while. So I think they'll come back with him give him another shot. Yeah. And see what happens.
0: Yeah, and I think it probably sends a really shitty message to the team. And, like, it's almost like a panic move to replace Mike Smith one game in. Like, again, I don't think anybody felt Edmonton was going to sweep the Kings. No. Right? So, I mean, you're down one game you've got six more games to play. I think Edmonton comes out firing on all cylinders tomorrow night. I think they fucking steamroll the Kings or at least put a ton of pressure on them, hit them like crazy and probably put up 45 shots on net. Um, And I think they even the series up and all's good in the world again. But, you know, in terms of, of course, because it is oil country and the fans like to panic on a scale of one to 10, 10 being like, fucking hit panic mode like where are you on
1: how comfortable
0: you are with how the oilers are
1: Ah, uh, i'm sitting like seriously dude i'm like at a two or three yeah you know because it would you know it's exactly what you said we're not gonna win every fucking it, you know mike smith did say do you think we're gonna go 16 and oh oh it can fucking happen yeah exactly it just would have been it would have been easier to swallow if we could have just got that one first win right to get that monkey off our back because right now we have we still got that playoff curse on us right now where we can't win a game you know and, yeah. even, and even last night it was like holy shit it's three to three i hope we don't go to overtime because we saw how that happened, you know worked out last year yeah you know so it would yeah i'm in the i'm seriously a 2 for, i'm at a two for three panic mode i'm in a fucking 10 for pissed off mode yeah i'm just frustrated and mad your mojo's going, right, I like it. There you go. Yeah. Pour the drink, and then that happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know, and it's almost like that sober second thought when you're like you're getting your, your drink on and you're having a good time and all of a sudden they score. And they score again. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Oh, I don't Like, somebody give me some coffee. I can't, I can't
1: do this right now. <laughs> I know, right? And it was so funny to watch because the crowd, as soon as that goal went in, it was just like they turned the volume off. Yeah. Because yeah, everybody else was like, no way. Yeah. Oh. <gasps> you know, this can't be happening now. Like, you know,
0: and I'm with you. Like, I think, I think my comfort level is fine. Like in terms of panic, I'd I'm right with you two or three, man. Like this is not, it's not the time to panic. Even if they lose the game tomorrow night, I'm still not overly concerned. No, you know, three, nothing. Yep. Concern levels up, but you know what? I, I just don't see it playing out that way. I have a there's a totally different team there this year that I don't think is gonna make the same mistakes that they have in the past. And you've got a lot of solid people in that room that uh again, they didn't play their best hockey. Like look how they played against Colorado two games out of the three three game series they had in the regular season. Like they were an amazing hockey club.
1: You know, and that's where the Oilers do really well, right? When they're the underdogs, they show up. Yeah. Because they know, right? Like, yeah, when Nate McKinnon and Kale McCarroll, you know. They know they know exactly what their jobs are, and re, and you know it was me I'm like oh fuck if they get it, if they lose an overtime hey we stole a point from Colorado that's how I looked at every game. Yep, you know, and then I'm like holy shit they won, how did they do that? Mm-hmm. This is crazy, you know, but I think that's the difference between playing, and that's their maybe their mind frame too a little bit when they're the underdogs. It's easy to play a game of hockey, right? But you, there's no expectations. Mm-hmm the number one team in the league comes rolling in. Oh, fuck, We're not supposed to beat them, but man, we just did. And that's probably what LA was sitting there thinking last night. Like we're the underdog boys. If we can steal one from these guys, that's a good, that's a good two games we got here still. So. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a really a good point. point.
0: Yeah. Like they came in, they didn't have a ton of pressure on them. I don't think so. I That's a great point. And you know, like you look at other teams around the league, like Washington lost or won the game tonight against Florida four two. And you're talking about the second, the second-ranked team in the entire NHL, you know, supposedly supposed to be Colorado and Florida in the final, and you've got Washington who just gets in as a wildcard team, and they put, they put the boots to to Florida tonight and win four two in Florida. So, it's, it's we are not unique in that sense. The Oilers are not unique. They're not going to win every single game. I mean, outside of the Avalanche who were up five nothing with five minutes to go on the first, which is, I mean, Jesus. It's it's gonna be a grind, right? It's gonna be oh, a grind yeah. back and forth. So I I'm I'm super comfortable with where we are. I have no worries. Tomorrow is gonna to be a great night. I think there's gonna be a lot of uh there's gonna be a lot of changes in terms of the style of play. Like I think they're gonna come out just
1: firing. I think you're absolutely right. I know Jake Woodcroft's not listening. He's not gonna to listen to you and me, Daryl. No. But no. If he ever does listen to me, what I think he has to do too, as a good coach, is he has to he has to lighten that mood in the dressing room too right because i guarantee it's two different dressing rooms i guarantee it's, it's like washington and florida right i guarantee mm-hmm. washington's dressing room is ovechkin dancing around and they got the bluetooth playing fun music because they're just you know they're there right and florida is probably and they're not nobody's saying nothing to anybody, mm-hmm. and that's probably the same the Oilers were right they're feeling that a little bit of pressure a little bit of stress we're supposed to win this we're at home we've won 15 in a row holy christ one more. And LA was probably just an Irving Blunt. Jesus, mm-hmm.
0: it is what it is,
1: right? So yeah, let's let it ride, and know the, coach, you know, can lighten it up a bit.
0: Yeah, and you look at the you look at the Kings. There's a lot of playoff experience. There's Stanley Cup victories in that roster, and uh, the Oilers have one guy to lean on for that experience. And I'm not saying that that is going to be the biggest X factor for the Oilers moving forward to have Stanley Cup champions on the team. But even in terms of playoff experience, they don't have a lot of guys with a lot of playoff experience. They have literally only had seven games in the last five years.
1: Yeah. So it's not a ton. No, no. And, and, and I think you're right. And, and I'm assuming you're talking about Duncan Keith. Yeah. When they, they brought, and I think that's the big thing they brought him in for, right? Was that leadership and in the room? And, you know, I hope he kind of walked into the room last night, looked at everybody and said, that fucking stung, right? that stings doesn't it well fuck get used to you know don't get used to it these are seven game series this ain't an 82 game you know marathon this is a fucking sprint so saddle up boys because uh we've got some running to do and I, i hope they all you know get on board so yeah
0: well let's go let's go back to game one then which player in a good way stood out to you i know we talked about uh we talked about casting, throwing some hits. We talked about uh, the physicality of some of the players, but overall, which player stood out to you most from game one?
1: Uh, Kyler Yamamoto. Yeah, he really did, it. and you know what? It was funny because my even my wife's like, "He's so small and he's getting it." You know, what, what's he doing in front of the net? And I said, "Well, he knows where he needs to fucking be." And he was he was a little surly last night too, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, no, he really, I think. Last night was a you know, coming-of-age game for him because he really played well. Yeah, I
0: think so, too. I mean, you compare it to last year against Winnipeg, and Winnipeg just ragdolled him. Like, Logan Stanley would just – it's like he, didn't, he wasn't even on the ice half the time. So, yeah, it was nice to see him get a little bit chippy last night. Yeah. First penalty of the game was a bit weird, like trying to tackle a guy, which – yeah, probably just energy right I don't know what
1: I don't know what Dude, that was yeah. like, <laughs> there's being aggressive and then there's being <laughs> that that was just a little <laughs> overboard but, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought so too you know and even you know and I, I, I could bitch at the refs they did okay last night too they let them play right there was a couple of cheap calls and you know the makeup call here and there but all in all like it wasn't like last year right like last year it was blatantly evident yeah That they just weren't going to call the shit on the Edmonton Oilers because they had the mentality, like I said last time, that if we call fucking everything, then the game will stop. Well, yeah, but you know, so at least last night, I think they called it both ways. They let them play. They each, they all had you know chintzy little penalties here and there, but all in all, I was pretty happy with that part of it.
0: And there, you know, like to unpack the good here, the Oilers' special teams are great. They were they killed all four power plays off that the Kings had. They were two for four on the power play themselves, I know, so right. like that's that's nothing to shake a stick at. I thought they played really well. Uh, yeah. The one guy that really impressed me last night was uh, Evan Bouchard. Like I within the, in the first period, it wasn't like he was making a ton of great plays, but man, was that guy tenacious! Like there were after the whistle, he was pushing and shoving and clutching yeah. and grabbing and like even Leon Drysdale after his goal, he, like two hand chops Dursey in the back of the legs.
1: <laughs> like I know I saw that. I was like. And they never, I never really did see what happened. I just, I
0: don't know. yeah, he, I don't know if he chirped him or what it was, but then he he gives him the he gives him the slash on the back of the legs. He high fives his team, and then he comes back and he stiff arms him and then he skates into the bench. I thought, holy shit, like this is good. But Evan Bouchard, man, they blew the whistle within the first couple minutes, and they were kind of. I don't remember if they were they were by Mike Smith, and he hit some guy to the ice, and the guy was on his knees, and he just kept driving him down. And I thought,
1: holy shit, like this is. This is good.
0: Like this is nice uh, to see.
1: That's right. And that's, you know what, they gotta yeah, take back a bit, right? Like own it. This yeah. is this, you know, it you're in Edmonton here and, and this is what it's gonna be like. So, you know, keep your heads up and yeah. get rid of the puck fast because we're coming in. And that's and I'm hoping that that is this, you know, gets in the subconscious of the LA Kings, is that if we touch a puck, we gotta get rid of it because there's going to be somebody coming down the line here. And it could be like Kane last night was just, he was on a a mission as well. Yeah, he didn't, you know, he didn't have a lot of great chances to score, but I think physically what, you know, what he lacked on the scoring side, he was skating hard, he was hitting hard, and you know, it was was pretty good. I enjoyed that part of it too.
0: Yeah, I, uh, yeah, you make it a tough place to play in Edmonton and then it becomes a, a mental game. Which I think that that's what they want to establish. I know the Kings still won, but tomorrow night is going to be a different story. So I think you reassert yourself as being a top, you know, top three team in the league when it comes to um, the power play, and you keep pushing, and they'll be fine. So looking for tomorrow night, what's your uh, what do you expect out of Game Two tomorrow?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on it. I think it's going to we're going to see a a, a little bit of a different team. Oilers team come out. I think they're going to come out hard. They're going to come out fast. I think they're gonna get their little issues dealt with and I think they'll be going over a lot of, or they would have today gone over a lot of video mm-hmm. and uh, got it all figured out. And the reality of it is, I think if they've got to solve Quick early because I think once you get past Jonathan Quick once, he gets in his head a little bit and then mm-hmm. I think you can kind of take advantage of that too. because he, in my opinion, That game last night was won by one person and one person alone. And it was Jonathan Quick because he made those saves he was supposed to make. And he made about nine of the ones he shouldn't have made. Mm -hmm. They've just got to figure him out.
0: And a a great thing about last night's game, and I will say it was a really good thing, was that the Oilers get down too early. They come back, finish the period 2-1. They score early in the second, tie the game up. They go into the third, tied at three. And I think that uh, Jonathan Quick played a great game, but three goals on Jonathan Quick tells the Oilers, Jonathan Quick will not stop the puck 99% of the time. You know, you, right. you might walk away with a 920 save percentage, but you're not facing the same style of goaltending as you did with Connor Hellebuck last year. You're probably going to have some gritty games, but I'm pretty sure most of the games are going to be one four three five three 4 3 5 For sure. So I, you know what, like they got to solve them, but I I think you score two early goals on Jonathan quick. And I think the series is going to be over fairly quickly. You might have a tough end with, with the Kings in LA, but uh, he's solvable. And that's the one thing that Connor showed last night was fuck this. We're not going to go down three, nothing in the first period and coast to coast shoots scores like that emotion in his face last night when he scored, I know. like if that didn't send a message to everybody watching, well.
1: Yeah, it's a, I love watching the Oilers when they're playing a game and having fun, and they're, and you can just see it in their face, right? Because there were games this year where, and it used to drive me crazy, right? Like they'd score, and or Drysdale would score, and he just kind of skate to the boards with a dumb, dumb, face, and they'd all come over and go, oh, "Good job, good job, well, well done, well done," and they'd skate away, and he, like. Your your teammates feed off that too, right? When they see McDavid like skating down the boards and he's got his hand to his ear to the crowd, no, oh my God, Jesus Christ! I want to. I swear to God, I was going to go to my garage, grab a stick, start shooting. I was going to go play. <laughs> Man, I was pumped. I was ready to go. And they feed off that. And as leadership of the Oilers, that's what they have to do, right? Bring that emotion, yeah. Good or bad, call yeah. people, hold them accountable. Yeah. You know, either way. And when you do, you know, when they score, yeah, man, everybody, let's raise the roof and, you know, Mm -hmm. and it'll happen. So,
0: yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you. It's going to be a phenomenal game tomorrow night. I'm anticipating it's going to be probably like a 4-1, 5-2 kind of win for the Oilers. I think they put the pedal to the metal and they don't let up the entire game. And uh, I can't wait to go uh, to get back on here Thursday to talk about how fucking amazing that victory was last night. Uh, and going into LA, I think that's exactly what they need you go to LA down to nothing. You know, like I say, you grip your stick a little tight. It's not the end of the world, but, uh, you need to, tomorrow is
1: not a must win, but you need to win. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, and I, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it too. I want Thursday when we talk about this, I want my panic level and my pissed off level to level out we'll totally. both be at about two or threes i think Not, we'll be in good shape i'm i've i have big hopes and for tomorrow and i think like i said i think woodcroft he's going to get him to figure it out and i think the leadership in that room is going to really make sure everybody is on the same page yeah. and they know what to do moving forward
0: i agree 100 percent. well that will do it for another episode of the billy wonka experience uh bryce thanks again and uh enjoy the game tomorrow night everybody out there enjoy the game Try not to get too anxious, but have lots of fun while you're out there. Have fun, and we'll talk to you guys again on Thursday. Take care, everybody.
1: See you Thursday.